Hi, I'm Jared Callen, and I'm here to introduce the Movie Crew Podcast, a podcast about the saddest podcasters you'll ever hear. Tonight, we'll be talking about Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. You no trouble. Me, You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mr. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? Put a little bit more spunk into this open. <laughs> <laughs> we also have DP Mike Griggs. Apparently, it's not the years; it's the mileage. Oh, wrong, wrong movie series. Sorry, totally no. wrong movie. Hey. What? Hey, how you doing? What is that hey. from? I'm gonna whip you guys into shape. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, Brian. And we have costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello. Hi, hi. And here we are, Interview with the Vampire. A movie about the saddest vampires you'll ever see. You know, if you have a bad experience making a movie and you put that into your character, you can just be a brooding vampire for two hours or 200 years. All right. We we, 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 we got to talk about this. You're, you're mentioning uh, Brad Pitt, right, in his Entertainment Weekly interview? Yes. No, I'm mentioning the director at the beginning of the DVD. I know what you're mentioning, Jared. <laughs> well, you don't down. put that at the beginning of your DVD. Yeah, it comes on and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? I thought, I, where's the menu? Did, like, did I click the special features? <laughs> it's like, what's going on? But Brad Pitt, though. Okay, look, this guy's complaining about Interview with the Vampire. Maybe it's his fault that he did Interview with the Vampire and Legends of the Fall in the same goddamn year. Just going to throw yeah. that out there. Well, he started growing his hair out for Legends of the Fall, and he said, I'm already most of the way there. I guess I can just do another movie with long hair. Let me see how depressed I can be for a year <laughs> of my life. I like both movies. I think he did a damn good job, even if he is phoning it in. Well, I saw one interview with Brad Pitt where he said that he was super frustrated with the script when he got it, because this is, I mean, I've read the book Interview with the Vampire, and it's 
the book is significant. I mean, everyone says this, but like the book is not like this at all. <laughs> it's significantly better. And so I saw, I don't, I don't think it was Vanity Fair, but there was an interview with Brad Pitt where he was excited to play this role. And then he got the script and he was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Which is kind of how I felt watching it too, actually. <laughs> yeah. I remember hearing that from many people around the time when it came out. What the fuck is this? Why can't, can't we just read the book? What's going on? I didn't hear anybody say that. All I heard everyone was like, oh, fucking Tom Cruise. What the fuck in a vampire movie bear? I would love this. I love this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was bad. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I feel like the the biggest difference, I mean, there's a lot of differences between the book and the movie, and you have to because the book is massive. But one of the biggest differences that I felt that was very jarring, and I haven't, I haven't read the book in years, so uh, it's not like I'm super up on my vampire chronicles. But... One of the biggest differences is that Anne Rice like really takes her time and really like immerses you in this world. Like I remember at one point she took like four pages to describe like a piece of paper. And so like you get like very into this world. It's a very tactile thing, even though you're, you're reading it. She like there's so many details. And this movie was just kind of like, yes, there were a lot of details like the production design was amazing the costumes were amazing it looked really great but there were some things that i was like no you skipped over something like that doesn't make sense like i like they cut out part of the story they cut out a lot of these experiences they have like this like kind of crazy soundtrack there's a lot of like jump movements like and and so that really pulled me away from the world that ann rice creates in her books which is there's just it's so rich it's insanely rich and so if you watch this and yeah like it looks great but like it's even better there's even more detail there's it's so much better in the book did you read it first or watch the movie first no so i watched the movie uh like this week i didn't see it when it came out because it was rated r and so my mother would not let me um but for some reason i could read the books and so i read (laughs) all of the vampire chronicles from Anne rice Wait, so your first time watching it was this past week? Yes, this past week. No way. Way. Jared, when was your first vampire experience? Oh, really? Here we go. How much time do you have? <laughs> oh, I got the summer I got a... of 1998. <laughs> I was living outside of Memphis in a small town called Westminster. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I got a bag full of tapes, Jared. Just keep it coming. <laughs> um. I was really into this film as a kid. Um, I, I read most of the books and was super into vampires and, and all things vampire, all things vampires. This movie was fucking gnarly, and um, I don't know. I, it's just a super badass movie. Well, it's, it's one of the rare monster movies where like the monsters are the good guys. You know, it, that, that's like it's kind of nice. Like even in like uh, older other vampire movies, like you have like Near Dark or. Uh, the Lost Boys, like somebody will get infected and then they'll find a way to cure them, you know, so the good guys can come in and save the day and kill all the vampires. It's nice to identify with the monsters and be like, I mean, that's why we like monster movies, right? Like there's like, I have some sympathy built in already for for the creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, Uh, for the Wolfman, you know, and like, especially vampirism. Like even before Anne Rice got a hold of it, it was always like a a, a metaphor or it's, it's some kind of symbolic messaging behind addiction or or sex or something else, you know. And this was just very clearly like here it is. This is 
the vampire world. We're going to let you in, and these these are the good guys. Yeah, they they fucking eat people, but that's all right because the main character is going to ponder that the entire story. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't okay hold on so I have two things to say to that and first is there was one other vampire series that I read before I got into Anne Rice where Twilight? the vampires no way was, way um, way after it was a Christopher Pike um and his vampire whatever I don't know he's like a teen author um and and so yes the vampires are the main characters there too and so this was a natural jump and it kind of ruined all of the other movies and books for me because i was like why are you trying to kill them like let's talk to them (laughs) like what what's their story um but also i don't think jared maybe you remember the books better than i do but i don't feel like louis broods like this in the books like this was like a lot i was like bro like suck it up like get i don't know yourself. you you read the he wikipedias does. for uh, the the other books and he's like brooding in the plot descriptions but like okay well maybe the other characters aren't as whiny i i don't remember like i don't remember them being as whiny i mean maybe i was a teenager and so i was also like super whiny at the time and i just identified with that but I don't remember them being so whiny. I like it kind of drove me nuts. <laughs> Vamp- well, you, you mentioned how in the book, you know, uh, Anne Rice would, you know, detail the the way something looks over pages and pages, and you know, the, the vampires are very they overanalyze everything. They they could get lost looking at a flame, you know, of a candle for days, you know. And then actually, if you see that those things are all hidden throughout the movie. There's a scene where Louis is sitting there just staring at a candle. Uh, you know, just small things like that. But like they, they find everything is, is beauty. You know, everything is, is, is amazing and, and, and wondrous, uh, you know. So, of course, they would also internalize themselves as well. And, and Louis hates that that he has to kill. Uh, you know, in the book, he was upset about the loss of his brother and not the loss of, of, of wife and child. I'm glad they um, changed that. But they don't have to kill. No. Well, you know, they, I guess they could kill small animals. Well, no, because I remember, like, hold on. I mean, when you're a young vampire, you can't really control it, um, and you can kill them. But, like, there's, like, the whole thing is, like, you can, like, once you, like, gain control over your hunger, I guess. No, you can, like, stop and leave enough blood in the person. Like, they're not, like, you know, doing super great. But, like, they're not necessarily going to die. Oh, like that little boy in Armand's castle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay, what, what was wrong with that kid? They never said in the movie. Nothing. He just likes vampires. Oh no, He's no! Just but out. like, like they yeah. they bit him, and Brad Pitt made like a face. Well, it's because he went to he bite was, him, and there was four other bite yeah. marks already. He, he was he, like, he, "Oh, somebody already had that little spot. Let me he, get a new one." Well, why did they? Seconds, bro. Okay, so why did everybody laugh? Because to me, the way it read is like he bit it, and it was like, "Oh, this is like sour." Is the face he made, and then everybody chuckled in the room. And you're telling me it's just because of bite marks? That doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense. The, 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 it was weird to him. He, he, he was creeped out. That's why they were laughing. Yeah, I don't know. The, him him ta- being taken aback read to me as the, uh, the extra bite marks. Everybody laughing, I was like, well, that's strange. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand how to know. read that scene at all. And another question well, they're, for the people. They can read his mind. You know, some of them can, not everyone. Some of them can, but yeah. you know, so they're you know they they could they could see what he was thinking at the time. He's like, eh. Santiago can read that fucking line. Fuck yeah! But okay, I got another question for for people that read the books. Uh, what the fuck is Louis' dark gift? They don't tell you what it is in the movie. They just leave that thread like fucking hanging. Oh, that's a good point. And like the entire time, I'm like, oh, god, god damn! I went through the Wikipedia, like, oh, surely in the Wikipedia, like, blood summary, they fucking tell you. No answer. That's why I read the second one, the third one, the fourth one. I was like, God damn, what's his dark gift? I don't know. 
What is it? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you guys. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see an answer. That wasn't a rhetorical question. <laughs> no, it was not a rhetorical question. I was really wanting to know. He can move really quickly. <laughs> they all can. <laughs> oh, can yeah. they all? It seems like they all could, but they all can. Yeah. As you as you age, you you get you know different abilities. Yeah, Claudia can grow her hair back. No, I think they all were like that because that's why they yeah, all they had long help. hair. They all can heal. Well, no, no, no. So like before you get turned into a vampire, like. Uh, I don't remember if this, I'm sure this happened in Anne Rice's book, but it's a thing where like, like if they know they're going to turn you into a vampire, they'll like groom you and make sure your hair looks nice and whatever before they turn you because that's how you stay forever. You can't cut your hair or grow it or whatever. Once you turn into a vampire, it stays that way forever. Then why that, did Claudia's hair do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's not what happened Was she to just Claudia. so dirty that her shit was all straight and dreaded out? Oh, yeah. No, she, that, she was dirty. She was living with her dead mother, so that was just dirt. Like, that's what her hair looked like naturally when she's clean and healed, because she was not mm. also not doing very well. Yeah. That was a really cool scene, though. It was neat. That was a really cool scene. <laughs> that was good life in the old woman lit. <laughs> yet. <Yeah. laughs> Dancing around with her. <laughs> all the, yeah, I, I, I guess we, we haven't mentioned this is uh, Kirsten Dunst month, but uh, I thought she was great. Amazing. I was actually like, as I was watching it, I was like, Brad Pitt's okay. Tom Cruise is fine. This is, you know, not bad, not bad. But I was like, God, poor Kristen Dunst. Like, I guess she's a kid. I have no expectations. And then she gets on screen and I was like, oh no, she's great. Oh, she fucking owns this whole movie. (laughs) If it wasn't for her, this movie would not be great. (laughs) I like Stephen Ray a lot now. He he doesn't really talk. What? Not really. How did you wrong him? Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, but he plays. He plays a lot of it in, 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 in glances and shit. I, yeah. I, I love. I love. I love when they have to. When uh, Louis has to like walk past everybody after you know, Claudia and the and the woman have been burned to a crisp, and he was buried upside down in a in a coffin. Uh, you know, so they pull him out, and then he has to walk past everybody. And Stephen Ray kind of gives him like a, hey, eh. eh, you know, something we did. Sorry, it's just a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you 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 got a couple of millennia to, to think about it. It's okay. It's all right. You know, <laughs> shit happens. We spilt the milk. But he was put in that coffin to like, they were trying to starve him to death. Like that was what was happening, which was not very clear in the movie. Yeah, it was. He said, you're going to stay in that coffin forever with only your screams to give you company. I just feel like that's something that people say to each other regularly and not necessarily <laughs> like. Do you have friends who regularly put each other into walls? Hmm. I mean, hmm. I can't really comment on that at the moment, but we need to choose our friends. <laughs> that is a safe space. <laughs> no, it just seemed like a very dramatic thing to say, where it was very clear that um, they were going to burn Claudia alive. Uh, they were just like, "Stay in here and scream," and I'm just like, I don't know. It, it just, I, it didn't seem as mean. It's burning alive. I don't, I don't know. I think that I think that's worse. I would rather be burned alive than to be like stuck in a small confined area and not be able to move for the rest Upside of my down. life. Upside down. Upside down. Yeah. Keep Upside in down. mind. Keep in mind. This is like a bed. So like he's in his bed right now. This is very comfortable for him. Uh. Yeah. Okay. But he can't get out. He can't do anything. He's stuck there for who knows how long. How long does it take a vampire to starve to death? Like fucking a thousand years, two thousand years? <laughs> like oh my uh, god! It depends on how it depends on how old you are. He was only what two hundred years old? No, not uh, at not at that. He was a hundred at that time. Yeah, yeah, so hundred years, so it wouldn't take him that long to die. I don't know. Oof. Wait, it takes longer when you're older. Yeah, because you don't you're need stronger. as much blood. Yeah, you don't need as much blood the older you are. Oh, uh, I guess that makes sense. Interesting. 
That would still suck, though. That'd be like death via boredom. And hunger. Like, like They open the case, dark. and he's like just played tic-tac-toe with himself over the same board for 200 years. It takes a really long time to drill in that X. It's like you're, I think you can see in the dark, yeah. It's like you're sitting in a in a waiting room and the, like somebody just comes out and just takes your phone away from you and they're just like, "Ah, oh, good luck now." <laughs> you have nothing but your screams. No. More bread. Yeah, I still think I would like I still think I would enjoy like, you know, time with myself in my bed that as opposed to being burned alive. That's just me. I don't know. Yeah, like forever though. I don't know. I th- I just well, like, it wasn't forever because he was rescued because well, he didn't him. know that at the time. You know, it was like an either A kind of thing. Some a column A or B. All right. I I thought this was kind of crazy. I was, I was I was looking up the box office of this. I don't want to don't want to get into that 100 percent yet. Just right now, but Tom Cruise. I was just going through and looking at uh, like the movies that he made at the time, how much they made at the box office. You know, this was part of a five fucking film streak where for five films in a row, all the Tom Cruise movies made over a hundred million dollars at the box Holy office. Geez. Isn't that crazy? What were the others? Uh, well, in order, A Few Good Mid, The Firm, Interview with the Vampire, Mission Impossible, and Jerry Maguire. Mm-hmm. Oh, dip. Surely Will Smith did that. Nope. He did four. So close. Yeah. Ali what if they ever up. bring that up to each other? They're like, <laughs> <laughs> remember that streak I had? <laughs> Tom just walks up to him and says, and does this. I don't want to high five. That's how many I had. Well, wait, I have a question. So, if Will Smith had a streak of four, what was the fifth one that he failed on? Uh, oh, okay. No, now the fourth would also include Wild Wild West, even though that was a box office bomb. It still made over hundred million. But uh, it was uh, whatever he made before uh, Ali. I think is what screwed him up. Oh, he tried going like serious there. I see. Yeah. Oh, it was a Legends of uh, Legends of Bagger Vance. That's what it was. Oh, still a great movie. Oh, though. yeah. He still knocked that one off the course. Threw that one out of the park for sure. Yeah. Well, not a park, but it's a It's not course. a baseball movie, Mike. <laughs> the, the pun he was making wouldn't work then. <laughs> it's a sports ball movie. That's why, I, that's why I just took it to the logical. Shut up, Jared. I don't know anything about golf, so. But I did get that joke. You haven't seen Billy Madison? Or... <laughs> Wait, it's not that one. It's Happy Gilmore. Damn it, I'm running them together. So close. <laughs> Just too good for your home. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You, you haven't seen... <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen Happy Gilmore, bro? <laughs> there we go. I can't breathe, man. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I'm off my game tonight. <laughs> oh. Mm. It's all this uh, vampire brooding. Man, it does, it does make me want to go back and read the books again. Uh, and never watch the Queen of the Dam movie again. But definitely was that back. was that terrible? Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh, even if you don't know anything about the books, it's bad. I hate when people say that. Like when I, I don't know, when I read a book and watch a movie, I, I feel like they should both be able to like live on their own. Stand. And yeah, yeah. Usually the the good movies do, and I usually like the good movie better than the good book because I like movies. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like this book. It's good. It is a good book. Oh, my, I remember it being good anyway. My wife tells me I need to read it all the time. She's uh, she's read all these vampire chronicle books, and she was so excited we were watching this movie. She's like, oh, yes, we gotta, I'll watch this with you twice. <laughs> nice. It's like, yeah, you know, and, and, I bet you will. <laughs> well, you know, Anne Rice is uh, is an erotica writer. She That's her background. And then so uh, 
all these interview with the va- all these vampire books are super sexual, so they're kind of fun to read. Yeah, that was totally stripped from the movie too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I disagree. There was some, there was some, there was some love going on. There's a, a lot of bit. sexual tension in this movie. Oh, yeah. uh, you should read the book, sir. The, the book is nothing but sexual <laughs> tension. Anne Rice is the one that ripped all the sexual tension out of the book, and the director is the one that put it back in. Anne Rice thought that all the homosexual uh, undertones would not go well. Oh, yeah. you know, with mainstream uh, moviegoers. So she wrote the screenplay and changed it. And the director went back and rewrote her screenplay to fit more of her book. She's actually the mm. one that made these changes initially from her. So, I mean, it's not like Ooh, that's that's wild. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She, she wanted right. to change Louis into a lady so that it would um, the character of Louis into a lady so that it would not. Yeah, it would not be a lot of homosexual attention. It would be heterosexual attention. Yes. But Anne Rice is super interesting. So, yes, she wrote a bunch of smut, if you're into that. And then she wrote all the vampire books. And then she wrote a bunch of, like, witch books. And then she found God and wrote a bunch of Jesus books. And so she has a lot for everybody. Like, whatever you're into. Like, she's there. (laughs) How many orgies are in the Jesus book? I didn't didn't read the Jesus book. I don't know. Oh, there's so many things to say. I just instantly thought of (laughs) Christ orgy. But I will say, hold on. I I did pick up the Jesus. I I don't know how many Jesus books there are, but I picked up the first one when she came out with it. And it opens up with like Jesus as a little boy. And he just like accidentally killed something, I think. And it's him grappling with the fact that he's the son of God. And so like, I feel like that would be interesting. But yeah, I didn't read it. I don't know. It was just like the first chapter. So it's brooding Jesus with really long hair. <laughs> I guess. I don't it's, know. It's, it's Lestat, like, <laughs> as, as Jesus. Lestat as Jesus would be amazing. Lestat, I feel like his character was also not as big as he is in the book. I mean, Tom Cruise has top billing in the movie, so. Yeah, but hold up. I did write this down. It, it did throw me back when I was uh, going back and watching it. The, uh, what is it, the second? 67 minutes. That fucker's out. At 67 minutes into the movie, he's got one more scene at the you know the very end, and then the book yeah. end with the interviewer, and that's it. That's I'm okay with that, Brian. Are you? I mean, that's that's less than half the movie if you're also counting the uh, opening interview part before he's even introduced. Man, I, I wanted that the the Tom Cruise, um, Kristen Dunst, Brad Pitt like little vampire family. I just wanted they just gave me a little montage of that. I could have I could have lived there for like 15 more minutes. And cut like fifteen or twenty minutes of the movie elsewhere. Yeah, because Kirsten Dunst like makes this movie. Like everyone else is great. Like I'm not saying they're not great, but like every time she opens her mouth, and especially like towards the end when she's so upset, you're just like captivated. And I absolutely loved when she tries to poison Lestat <laughs> because no, hold on, she's yes. she's like I'll put you in your coffin, and then she sits there and watches him bleed out, and her little slippered feet like back away from the blood. It's Pick me up, so creepy. <laughs> I love up. it. It is yeah. amazing. Everything that Kirsten Dunst does in this movie is amazing. Which one of you did it? <laughs> Which one of you made me what I am? Oh man, she. I mean, she she sells her age like so well, like. When they're supposed to be in Paris and and she's like eighty or whatever, she just carries herself with age beyond her years for sure. She's only in her forties. No, because he. No, I think she's in her. She's gonna be at least fifty by then. She's in her sixties. Yeah, sixties feels good. I thought I thought they didn't go that far in the movie because they because they said thirty years later they they pick her up when she's like ten. 
They did make a reference in the movie, and it, yes, because I thought she was in her 40s, and I looked it up, and it said that she was in her 60s. That's in the book. Oh, okay. But in the movie, they say 30 years. Okay. What? No, in the, in the movie, I, I could have sworn it was 60, because they made, there, I thought there was some line dropped. It was close to when he's, uh, Lestat's dropping uh, the dolls off. And uh, Claudia keeps asking yeah. him, like, oh, she was why 30 you... at that point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she was 30 at that point. So how many years happened after that? Seems like it's really quick. That was in the beginning, though, right? Like when they first went to Paris? No, yeah, they, they didn't no, go to that, Paris I think it's after they've already seen later. the woman because the woman's in the bed. And she's like, I want to be her. That's 30 years right there in the movie when they bring that up. Is it? Yeah. Because one of these said 60. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you're probably right. Yeah, so she was 40 at that point in time. Either way, I, I I did have a hard time just buying the fact that, like, this girl would be asking those questions, like, so later. Like, I understand she's, that is weird. she's in a girl's body, but, like, once you're, like, 20, like, once you've hit that mental capacity, like, wouldn't you, like... I kind of bought it because if you think about it, it's not like she was in school. It's not like she had a mother. Her mother was dead. She was hanging out with her dead mom, and she was adopted by these two um, vampires, and so... Why would she know? All they've taught her to do is to eat people. And so why <laughs> would she know? Like, it, I could see her thinking like she has like a delayed puberty kind of thing. It's not like you know when you're 20 that you're supposed to be an adult. I don't know. 30 years, though? That's Yeah, but the, the vampires live in this weird time. They're like, you know, they're, they're just out doing their thing. They're enjoying what they're doing. She's just enjoying, you know, doing her thing and not thinking beyond that i guess okay that must be from the book because these vampires did not seem like they were enjoying shit in fact like Let's... armand like doesn't he say something like well most vampires just like they just out they, he's got this whole they don't speech. have the stamina yeah they, they don't have the stamina they can't for... handle immortality they yeah. get bored right okay i i remember from the book lestat and armand were two of my favorite characters they had a shit ton of fun i don't remember all of this brooding and life is sufferable and like how awful that we have to live for eternity that's not i don't remember any of that well you know the the in in the book you know um louis uh, louis does like walk the streets of of you know new orleans new orleans uh you know over and over again you know just searching <laughs> for something you know they never finds um, oh, but here it does say that Claudia in the book she was five instead of ten, like the, like in the movie. So that's even crazier. Imagine being a five year old for sixty some odd years. That would really suck if they did that on screen, though. Oh yeah, you would never have a kid that age be able to pull a performance. I mean, ten is still pretty awful. I would not want to be trapped in a ten year old's body. I think that Kirsten Dunst was uh, twelve, but still even worse. Ugh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I think I do think it would make sense that if she has no education whatsoever beyond what probably Lestat would teach her, because Louis probably would not teach her anything, that it would it would make sense that she wouldn't necessarily know a proper time, like a developmental timeline for humans, because she's not human; she's not around humans. I, I guess. did. I did. <laughs> I did. I did love. I mean, it. Kind of, Kind of showed a little bit in terms of them like not having fun. It kind of showed them a little bit with um, Lestat and Claudia would go like, and she was like playing the piano, and they were at parties. Like, the, like they would go out and do that, and Louis would not join. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Well, no, that but that was the whole. After that, there was that little montage where he was voiceover narrating. Oh, just like humans, the years go by really fast when you're happy. The same was for us, and we were like a little family unit and. Shows him walking along like the the 
waterfront and stuff. So, so see, they, they skipped over they the happy part. They said they're happy. <laughs> They're just like, happiness is boring. Let's go back to the brooding parts. Right. So I don't think that, I, I mean, with Anne Rice writing the way she does, I don't think she skipped over the happy parts. That's what I'm saying is I, I don't remember it being this whiny. Could be. I don't know. It's hard to do any brooding on screen without becoming a little whiny. I mean, the, <laughs> but, but most of the, most of the scenes play, play pretty well, except for the, like, when Louis is, um, they're, they're in a bar. It's like the, 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 he's just become a vampire. And um, him and um, and Lestat are like eating this girl, <laughs> and it's sitting in a bar at a table, both just like you know drinking blood from this girl. And then Louis leans back and goes, "I will not take her life." <laughs> that line <laughs> every time. I'm just like, "Oh God." Yeah, there's he's a like, couple he, of those like, kinds of like, moments. It's okay, I've done it for you. He throws, yeah. he throws some money down on the table. <laughs> I was okay with that moment. I thought that was fucking awesome, bro. Uh, I just didn't like his delivery there. It's just so dramatic. Yeah. I was just like, bro, like. Do you think that's Brad Pitt, or do you think that's um? I think that's his thing, the director. Nah, I think yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with the director, and I think it's Brad Pitt trying to do the best with what he can with the material that he got. Hold up, the because... director and the fucking actor didn't write that shitty line. No, but um, they had to, they chose how to deliver it and how all the action yeah. that was going on. No, that's, that's I don't the know. I don't know yeah. if that line can be delivered yeah. without a little bit of cheese, guys. <laughs> to be honest with you, I will not take her life. I will not take her life. Okay, but try it quiet now, Brian. Rain it in. All of that. I will not take her life. I'm just not gonna tell it. I'm not. I will not. No, it's 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 I a will. bad line. I will not. <laughs> I, will, I will not do it. I will not. Oh, hi, Lestat. Oh, <laughs> 100%. We need that crossover. <laughs> Speaking of volume, what, were you guys like Blu-rays or DVDs like really dim? I had to like turn my shit all the way up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the sure. The mix was really low. Really low. My I, DVD watched was. The last ten, I watched the last 10 minutes on my computer and it was so black I couldn't see. Like they were like outlines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna play the trailer for Neil Jordan's interview with a vampire. The vampire chronicle. We'll be back. <laughs> it's part of the name. Oh, what do you say we get started? So you want me to tell you the story of my life? I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you all of it. I'm flesh and blood, but not human. I haven't been human for 200 years. From the novel by Anne Rice. From Neil Jordan, the director of The Crying Game. I've come to answer your prayers. Life has no meaning anymore, does it? His name is Lestat. But what if I could give it back to you? Pluck out the pain give you another life one you could never imagine i can see you lying on a bit of satin he chose one man he gave him infinite power eternal life and a daughter who would be forever young this is the only real evil left and then he took the light of day. You're a vampire. 
never knew what life was until it ran out in a red gush over your lips. I can't stand this any longer. You made us what we are, didn't you? God kills indiscriminately, and so shall we. You like dying? You condemn me to hell! A monster. Kirsten Dunst and Christian Slater. Interview with the Vampire. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Neil Jordan's Interview with the Vampire. What did you guys think of the trailer? I want some more. (laughs) (laughs) Creepiest fucking line ever. Uh, It was a pretty good trailer. The only thing I didn't like about it is that the narrator set up all the things that happened in the movie and then says, and then... He took the light of day. Like, no, he took the light of day, and then all the other things you just said happened first. Come on. Order of events. <laughs> it's not hard. You could say, and took the light of day. You didn't have to put the then in there. Who wrote he, this? But he did give him a chance to go and, and, you know, see the sunrise for the last time. Experience it. Have you said goodbye to the light? All right. That that was extremely setty. And normally I would knock that on a film, but it works. Man, yeah, for a gothic horror film, like the, the all the atmosphere mm. in this movie, it's it's kind of like those Tim Burton movies, like a like Sleepy Hollow, yeah. Beetlejuice, all these films. Like, just I'm for I'm totally forgiving for that. It's just I don't know why it works for me, but it does. It's the smoke and haze in the air. It sells all the sets. Yeah, Sun, maybe a yeah, little, little bit of lighting. Yeah, the sunrise through the cypress trees. He remembered every detail. As yet if it I was never for the first time. Yet I never remembered a sunrise. It was the first time for the last time. Hey, look, that that sunrise made him become a fucking goddamn cinephile. All right, he saw. Yeah, it. Did. Yeah, it did. He couldn't see he it saw again. Saw the fucking train in the theater, and then and then Superman like two minutes later. Good Arrival for him. At the station. Yeah, man. <laughs> he would see any movie with the title Sunset. I like how he walks out at watching Tequila Sunrise, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> if it's yep. got the word sunrise in it I, or sunset, I gotta go see it. Maybe he was just a really big Mel Gibson fan. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk. Uh, let's talk makeup here. Stan Winston, the great Stan Winston, the Terminator, Jurassic Park, Aliens, the man Stan himself did the makeup here. Creature effects. Would you guys? Would you guys think? Yay, nay. I loved all of the little um, veins on their faces. It was very subtle. It was not overdone. I thought it looked amazing. Yeah, it did never feel like makeup, most of that. I mean, the contacts look a little bit like contacts, but... Yeah. Yeah, but the the paleness and the, the veins, it, it felt very, like... What what happened to them? Whoa. Apparently, they would uh, they would take the actors and hang them upside down uh, for thirty minutes or so until the veins popped, and they would go in and accentuate that to like get the actual veins on the actors. Get the actual veins on the actors every fucking day. Every day. Woof. That was one of Brad Pitt's biggest gripes was having to go through the damn makeup. <laughs> yeah, no wonder he wanted to get out of this thing. They're torturing me. 
<laughs> Tortured him. All, the, all those millions of dollars that they gave yeah, him. How much did he? How much did he make on this movie? Did anybody look that up? <laughs> no, I didn't. But uh, for, uh, uh, it was a sixty million dollar budget. You know, he he got at least a million dollars out of this. Bare oh, minimum, for sure. Bare well, minimum. I know. I know that they told him that if he wanted to leave, he'd have to give them forty million dollars. Yeah, to break the contract. To break the contract. So he was like, "Cool." I'll finish because he was he was already <laughs> shooting though at that point though right so they'd have to go yeah. back and reshoot yeah, they, they all their would, stuff it, yeah. yeah it would be yeah it would be so much money It'd be like yeah sorry bro yeah yeah no that, that sounds like every fucking goddamn producer's worst nightmare they actually just uh, so uh, I actually read the script and turns out this movie sucks <laughs> and I just didn't know about it until right now and uh, what do I got to do to get out of this shit show. The producer's like, this is not Back to the Future. Get back on set, bitch. <laughs> uh, back to Stan Winston, though. Like, the, yes, please. The effect when, when Lestat is on the floor and, and they have that little dolly pan around him and like all the blood gets sucked out of him and he goes from kind of creepy to like super old. And that, and the, that one oh, shot. Oh, after he's got his uh, throat slit? Yeah. I'll put you in your coffin. Man, that I shot works so freaking well. Yeah, it does. Just because uh, the way it, it morphs into that puppet, the the, the way yeah. the puppet stops is so yeah. fucking weird. Yeah, it's got that weird robotic-y but, you know, stilted feel. It makes it feel like, you know, like he's dead. Like he's dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like his, his yeah. little shoulder, <laughs> yeah. like, collapses right at the end. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's he's just- dead. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a definitely weird feel to it, and it's just like that that open mouth, like you know, stare down into the ground as the blood starts to move. It's amazing. Do you think that was like motion control, and they did like several passes on it or something like that? Yeah, it was it was motion control. They had a they, they got a, a special feature on the on the DVD and on the uh, the Blu-ray um, that kind of it vaguely shows how they did it, but they had like Tom Cruise on the floor, and they shot that first, and then his position where they were going to cut that's where they made sure the the puppet could articulate up to that point and i guess they also cg in some of the floor as well because like oh, okay yeah. the the puppet was controlled on on rods underneath the floor they just did a i guess a motion controlled move off that but they they did have a little bit of green screen and stuff in there it's seamless I mean, you can't tell yeah, where yeah totally I, don't, I don't know where, where they're where they're hiding the cut it, it's really really well done well, I don't think they're really hiding the cut. I think they're doing like little teeny dissolves in between. Um, you can't see them very well on that one, but uh, when Kirsten's done, uh, when Kirsten Dunst is uh, when her hair is uh, becoming all curly, you look at her face. You can actually see a little bit of the dissolves, like in her face. But you look, if you're just looking at her hair and her mouth, it's very hard to tell. But if you if you go. Even you don't have to go frame by frame, but just like just look at her actual facial features, you can see like little teeny dissolves in there. Now I don't know how they were sti- well, stitching that together. Well, maybe that's you know because I I kind of took that as because when you see Louis turn, uh, he's got bl- blood all over his mouth and that all kind of like flakes away. I kind of saw I, I think I saw what you're talking about on Claudia's yeah. face, but I, I saw that as more of just like cleaning her up, like you know it was just kind of a making yeah. her, making her new. But it, it it still plays really well. No, it looks great. The teeth for, and everything. Yeah. Fucking 94? 94? Yeah, right? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Get out of here. So amazing. I mean, I, I was really just blown away by, like, the uh, the uh, the wide shots that they got in this movie. 
like because it, it's a period piece, uh, especially when we're talking about Louis and the beginning of the film. There are all these wide shots. There's fucking ships on the Mississippi riff, River, river, uh, the docks oh, and everything. Bur- burning the French Quarter and they got that wide shot. That doesn't look so hot. I don't know. No. That, it still plays. Well, okay. I, I'm thinking of the mansion. The mansion looks a little... The mansion eh. looks really You're good. right. Yeah, the, the French Quarter. Yeah, when the whole yeah. like French Quarter goes up. That does look great. You're right. right. Yeah, yeah. It looks it looks pretty damn cool. Are you talking... Wait, what are you talking about with the... With the um, with the plantation at the beginning, is that what you're talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. With the, like all the ships, and they're like, uh, but there's like two of them, and it's it's just a simple like little crane shot where you're looking at the Mississippi River, and you can see the port, and then it just kind of like pans over, and you see Louis yeah, yeah. on a horse, and he's going over to his plantation, and it kind of cranes down a little bit. Yeah, just nice and simple, man. But it, it's so much production value in one shot, and I, I, dude, I still I can't see the CGI. I, w- I was going frame by frame with a Blu-ray. Just like, God damn, this thing looks good. It's 1994. <laughs> How are they doing this? Magic. <sighs> yeah, you can watch Avengers now and just like, God, that- so that shit looks cartoony. Here we are, 1994. This shit looks great today. Very impressive. Yeah. Yep. And all the gore effects look great. Like, you know, and uh, hell, uh, e- even the stuff that isn't super gory that's super fucked up, like when, uh, when Claudia and-, and her new mommy... Uh, get burned alive and they're just like a like like they're ash and then oh man dude that shot that shot lives in my brain where he touches it and it just it's a beautiful shot it collapses i loved it they only have one take on that i I think that's a visual like when you say interview with a vampire that's the first thing that comes to my mind yeah 100 percent. yeah it's just like that dust like how it it's perfect what, what makes that even worse for me is when it cuts back to his reaction and the dust is all floating up and then it's just like getting all over him. It's it's in his face. And I'm just sitting there thinking the whole time he's breathing them in. Yeah, no, that's you 100% know, what I'm I thought just, too. I'm just like, oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I was They'll thinking. be with I'd, him forever. Yeah, I was thinking I'd be holding my breath. I'd be like, I just. He probably know. enjoyed it. He probably enjoyed all inhaling like, the ashes. It's toasted. <laughs> Toast. The vampires breathe? Do they need to breathe? I don't know. You guys read the but book. They, you tell me. Well, they hiss. Just like, ugh, that's the worst. I'm glad well, they only they, did that once. Just because well, they can inhale speak, and exhale doesn't mean they have talk. to breathe. I mean, no, no, no. In order to speak, you have to inhale and exhale. You can't. I wasn't asking like, if the vampires needed to inhale or exhale, guys. I was saying, do they need to breathe? Do they well, need oxygen? breathing? Well, yeah. Oh. They're still sucking I mean, the air in and out. Yeah, the air is coming in and out. So you, like, technically they have to. I don't know if they have to, but they have to in order to communicate. And Tom Cruise had to scoff at least six <laughs> times in this movie. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you, you need to breathe to do that. For sure. <sighs> what did Louis. I say? Never in the house. All I need to find you, Louis, is follow the, co- the, the trail of rats. <laughs> Wait, so you guys are telling me there, there are no vampires in outer space. It's because there's no blood in outer space. No, because there's no oxygen, Whoa. right? They, they need to well, breathe. Well, hold on. <laughs> space blood. Uh, they, Just they like could. normal people. <laughs> space blood. I don't know. Space well, okay, if I remember correctly, and I'm probably not remembering correctly, but I'm going to guess here. I feel like the blood, like it, when they have like the vampire blood flowing through, then it like reanimates their organs and everything. So like, but I don't think they're, no, I don't think their heart's pumping. Right, Jared? Like they don't have like heartbeats. No, they don't have heartbeats. Um, no, we hear the heartbeat sound effect twice when Louis is dying 
It's not and his heartbeat. It's the well, yeah, his heartbeat yeah, dies. But yeah, no, but like the heartbeat that he's feeling. Well, maybe you're right. I don't know because in in the book it talks. It's really you know when you're when you're drinking someone's blood, you're really focused on the rhythm of their heartbeat, because that's how you tell when it's time to stop. You know, you, you gotta like you, you gotta learn when that is. So the whole time that you're drinking something's blood, you're focused on their heartbeat. Yeah, but it's not your heartbeat. No, it's not your heartbeat. It's their heartbeat. The heartbeat of America. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about how this was a period piece over like a hundred plus years and all the costumes look just absolutely amazing? Fantastic. Which was your favorite? My favorite part was the, the Parisian setting. I love that green satin The green gown. dress is just... Yeah. 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 That's where my brain goes when I think of this as well. Yeah. What, Claudia wearing that? No, the, the lady who wanted the, to be the mom. Yeah. The oh, mom. yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, red-haired lady. Yeah. yeah. Her dress. That was my yeah. favorite. But Louis had... Or not Louis. Lestat had some really great outfits in New Orleans also. Yeah, he did. I love the blue and the gold with the gold trim on it. That one was his blue jacket with the gold trim. Well, they get all done up and they go to that party and, and the stats like, <laughs> yeah. you know, hitting on this dude, like playing with his cheek oh, yeah. and stuff with his he's, weird. He's thumb got his hand on that thing. guy's shoulder and the guy's like, where are we going? <laughs> he's like, like, you know where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no sexual overtones in this movie. OK. <laughs> well, uh, the stats favorite, you know, favorite blood is, is of a aristocratic youth. But they got to be evildoers, right? Because evildoers taste best. They taste better. Yeah. They don't have to be. He just prefers them. Now that's pure Creole. <laughs> Doing little stabs at Claudia. Yep. Yeah, body you'll never have. Oh, man. man when she turns that's that around up. on him and she's like, why do you speak like that or whatever? Like, why do you Kristen, say such things to me? She's so good. She's so good. She is. She is really good. She's really good in those like um, in the argument moments, which are normally cringeworthy for most like mm-hmm. little child actors but she mm-hmm. she sells those but man she's fucking creepy as shit in this movie they're just she's moments so vicious, right she's so vicious yeah. like the fucking dressmaker and that fucking doll maker that's like oh, girl you cannot afford these dolls and when it cuts back to her little like jagged little teeth and she's smiling yeah. like he like she's so vicious dude oh my god it's so fucked up she's like oh you're a monster Oh, she's all up on that lady. She's like, Mama, oh, we'll find her, la petite enfant. <laughs> yeah, I read something that, that said that Kirsten Zunn's mom wouldn't let her watch this movie when it came out because it was too scary, which totally makes sense because all the she scenes that she's not it, in. Was, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, that's still... ridiculous. <laughs> it makes no she, sense she at all. She was fucking shit. literally there with the people. Yeah. She cut a motherfucker's throat, bro. <laughs> Send you to that, your little, that little girl like murdered somebody legit with, with like you know like a glint in her eye. <laughs> that, that's just what Christian Dunn's Christian Dunn's mom told her. So she's like, "Huh, sorry, honey, I had to sell you, sell those premiere tickets." <laughs> <laughs> they paid me extra for that. One of the things that bothered me about this, and it's so like silly, but also it really bothered me. Every time they bite into somebody it sounds like they're taking a bite out of an apple and while i have never bitten anyone like this 
I don't think it's crunchy. You're going to like, if it's going to crunch like that, it's going to get like, it's, we're talking like bones and tendons. And I don't mm. think that those wounds were deep enough. Hold they up, just though. It was puncture marks. That, that wasn't always that way. Uh, well, because the whore that both of them kill. Hawa. Sorry. Uh, the prostitute. <laughs> Jared. Uh, that they both kill. Uh, there's no crunch sound there. Um, th- there is a crunch sound when like Louis gets turned. That's the first time I noticed it. Because he was like, give me some of that. Like when, when Lestat's yeah, first biting him, though. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the slurping though. either. They can slurp. And That's he's being fine, flown but... up into the air. There's no Where crunch Where is all down. the blood coming from in the Hoa's mouth? When he when he's like on her, and he's like down in her mouth, he's like, I just gu- blood is gushing out of her mouth. I assumed her tongue. Man, is he sucking so much blood out of somebody's tongue? Like, is, is that how much not blood? what it was? Well, I don't know. Let, let's talk about this. Like, How much blood is in a person's body? Like I'm sure we could total. Google that information, Jared. Like, well, I mean, it's like, a lot, right? Like four liters, like seven okay. quarts, or... like, like. All right, so just think of like two two liters of Coke. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, just think know. about drinking that amount of liquid. Okay, they drain these people okay, so here... fast. So what I'm saying is, they suck so hard. Here we go. Here we go. Adults have approximately 1.2 to 1.5 gallons of blood. Okay, so you're. You're drinking. You want to leave a little left in there so their heart keeps pumping enough for you to let them go. So you're drinking a gallon of milk in like fifteen milk seconds. Is, milk is way thicker than blood. Jared, see the thing you don't know is is, is milk. <laughs> is Vampires than are blood. like, it's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> just sucking down a gallon of milk. Like, <laughs> okay, actually, I'm a smoothie. I kind of remember this from the book, Jared. Maybe you can help me. <laughs> clarify this because the faster they suck the more it hurts right like there's a way that they can also oh, make it yeah painful versus well, like they, pleasurable they also have that like uh, there's like something in their saliva or whatever that kind of numbs the area so you could be bitten i really you know it's like it's like, it's like when they're they're kissing these people like or whatever and, and they, you know yeah yeah they kind of like you know it's part of their power or whatever. So that explains know. the one chick that where he was sucking on her boob and then she was fine until she looked down and saw all the blood on her. And that's when she started No, no, out. she wasn't fine. She was like ha- close to having an orgasm. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. It can she be pleasurable. So yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying she was yeah. fine. She wasn't <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm dying. She was like, this is fun, I, I, dude. He's toying with her like 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 a fucking mouse, you know, like a cat with a mouse. She's like a coffin. Is this a coffin? He's like, Haha, yes, oh, it's a coffin. You must <laughs> be like, dead. It's, it's like it's like it's it's like it's your coffin. Uh, enjoy it. Most of us don't get the chance. But I'm not dead. My coffin. <laughs> it's my coffin. Finish it, the stunt. <laughs> God damn. I don't know why, but I always remember that uh, that lady being pregnant. I think it's just because like how he sucks at her her nipple, but like that's my memory of it. But just watching it now, it's like, oh no, she's not pregnant. It's terrifying having a vampire suckle at the teat like that, bro. That's just so. It's disturbing, <laughs> dude. It's gnarly. Like when when he's like eating from oh. uh, Tandy Newton's arm when she's at the table and she and she knows she's she's like all the slaves are you know they're getting a little restless or whatever and and then she's like he he reaches over and grabs her arm and shit and. He's, she's like, all right, I guess we're going to have yeah. to fuck now. You know, yeah, she, she's she kinda, like, well, she I guess kinda, this yeah. is finally happening. Took yeah. long enough. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you think she was in it? She think she was down? <laughs> she she looked like she, she was. She did seem like she was, you know, yeah, interested. I'll agree with Consenting Mike. as much as one who is owned can consent. But her horror, on the horror on her face when she realizes, you know, what's going on, and she starts, like, 
you know, and then he he realized what he's what he's doing. You know, that's such a great little moment. He's like, oh, sorry, I spilled the crawfish, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that insert, though. But <laughs> yeah, that is a great insert. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it is really yeah. good. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, now that you bring it up, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but then you know, but then Louis starts his like fire thing, like like he burns everything in his life. God he's the damn. ultimate like bridge burner. He's like, fuck the yep. bridges, we're gonna burn them and move on. <laughs> Whatever, dude. He's like, wait, we change the dresses, burn the house down. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that looked like he was actually in there setting fire to that set. He was. Yeah, he was. That's for it's, real. It's pretty. It's it's pretty impressive. And all those uh, all the full body burns. That's real. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, I'm always impressed by full body burns. I mean, just I know they're covered in jelly. I know they have a lot of clothes on, but they're lit on fucking fire. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Hell yeah. And you see them like walk around in these shots. And some of these shots are like fucking 10 seconds. Can you imagine being on fire? Yeah. Well, one long? of them, like he, he runs into a fucking wall and then keeps going. You're yeah. like, there's no way that's fake. Like, he just... <laughs> what if you get a pay bump if you're the fire guy? You probably don't. So what do you do for a living? Um, I get a little fire. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hot. You know, I, you know what I want to say. We haven't really talked about the score and this crazy little kids choir thing that keeps popping up that is scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the movie opens with it. It just sets tone and it just carries throughout the fucking movie, bro. It's so creep-tastic. I like the, the movie also. Yep. I like the violins more than the choir. Oh, dude, yeah, the violins are great. Like, how fast? They're so fast. Like, uh, like when Lestat or uh, Claudia, they, they do these, um, like, I don't know how they're different. I don't know if they're different notes or different strings or whatever else. I'm not a musician, but it's it's pretty much the same thing. Like, this really fast, like, and it's, it's oh, man, it's, it's so well done. And how it's echoed for both of their characters when they get pissed at each other. It, the music's done by um, Elliot Go- um, Goldenthal and a uh, guy that did uh, Batman Forever. Um, he took over the... I totally see that. Yeah, he took over the Batman score. He did Alien 3. I just mm. I love these... Th- love everything this guy's ever done. Just, like, all the brass that comes in, the, the, the string instruments, and it's just... Everybody's got their own theme. And this was nominated for, like, um, Best Music. And the only reason it didn't win is because fucking Lion King came out the same year so. oh, man, you can't fight with that yeah you can't can't be with lion king just couldn't wait to be king um but this movie also <laughs> he could have opens... won but it was the circle of life <laughs> uh, <laughs> well to tie it into the lion king uh this movie um also opens with a uh helicopter shot just like the birdcage which nathan lamb is in which was bringing it back around yeah anyways very awesome opening shot over the over the bridge and then into the city yeah, and, you know it lands, and then you can see. You know, this time watching it, I noticed that you can totally see Louis standing in the in the in the window in the wide as as they get there. Yeah. you know he's just there. It's it doesn't look like it's actually him though. It just looks like a stand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a person standing there. Yeah. yeah, but but it's totally there. I usually hate that uh, in a lot of films when they they do that handheld. I'm on the street and it's very wobbly, and then they yeah. go inside the set. Going up was a little yeah right, and they pulls back and it's on a dolly, but. Man, dude, it totally it totally worked for this film. I don't, and oh, I can't put my finger on why. So much texture, so much texture of the people on the street. It, you know, all yeah, right, okay, like I totally, yeah. by that. You totally felt that, like you know, you felt well, the, you felt the whole like the vibe. But also, okay. you don't see him for the first like 
like eight shots. Like it's it's all just Christian Bale, and he's just in the background, or it's the back <laughs> of his head looking out the window. So that adds another little it's element of mystery. And it's Christian man. Slater, not Christian. Wait, no, Bale. Christian Slater. Christian, Christian Slater, Slater sitting Slater. at the Thank desk. Uh, Christian Slater. Yeah. I'm talking that's about what, Christian Slater. That's what he's Slater. talking okay, about. Right. He's talking about. Yeah, you you don't not see Christian Bale. Whatever. You, Christian. 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 You you don't you don't see Louis Jesus novels for for a minute. It's it's all it's all Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> It's all River Phoenix. Yeah, and close-ups of, uh, of of tape recorders and stuff. River Phoenix would have been better. Sucks I don't know. That he had to he had to die. What do you mean you don't know? River Phoenix would have smoked the fuck out of this goddamn role. Christian Slater's is like, hey, uh, don't worry <laughs> about me. I'm Jack. Hey, uh, did you did you just did you just say uh, he wasn't very Jack in this one? He had toned it down a bit for this. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Just a tad. All right, let's not get carried away. Not too much. Maybe at the end when he's like, I know why you brought me here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do. You do, yeah. So let's talk about the ending. Like, what's what's up with uh, what's up with Lestat? Like, what the fuck has he been doing for how long? How long has it been? And, and, and he's, has he not had a good meal? Like what? Like what's happening? <laughs> or, well, or or does he just in despair? And then when Louis pops back in his life, he's like, "I have something to live for again." Bro, you read the books, Probably. man. Come on, you tell us. I don't remember. It's been when did years when did Tequila Sunrise come out? Kristen, you read you read the books? Yeah, I actually looked it up because I didn't remember, and I'm blanking right now. So hold on one second, I'll look it back up again. Tequila Sunrise was 1988. So if you assume that it was it was four or five years between. Him being in New Orleans and seeing Lestat to then going to San Francisco and talking to this guy. Maybe Lestat has been trailing him, trying to follow him a little bit, and he caught up with this dude instead. So he's just he's just been hanging out in New Orleans for like 100 years. He's like, yep, go get some of them crocodile meat and toad meat. But but he's all, Probably. He's all decrepit looking. He's, he's, he's not... He has not feeding. He's not, you know, rejuvenating. No, he's definitely... Well, okay, so when, when Louis was walking in, he was, like, kicking dead rats aside. So so Lestat was feeding on only, like, little small animals and things. And he had apparently didn't know what a fucking searchlight or a helicopter was. So he was definitely not the, going what's anywhere. What's the helicopter? What the yeah. fuck is the helicopter? The helicopter yeah, that was out a of nowhere random. that does not pay off at all. so random. Like, it's like, oh, helicopter. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you got a helicopter for that shot? Uh, yeah, yeah, but why, why does Lestat not know what a fucking helicopter is? And then... Yeah, it doesn't make any all right, sense. All right, okay, I'll go, I'll go with that, all right? <laughs> so, like, maybe he didn't know... Maybe he's not out during the day. They don't have a lot of helicopters to fly over. Okay, whatever. And then he's also worried about the fucking searchlight burning him alive. And then Louis has to say, no, it's false light. Like, goddamn yeah. lamps have been invented for fucking hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. If he would have found him in a, in, a, in a coffin somewhere and that scene happened, then yeah, that would, that would make sense. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. Yeah, it, like open the coffin and then. But hanging out in yeah. the Lazy Boy uh, in a different <laughs> old building. In the middle of New Orleans. Just with, no, <laughs> with no windows or doors? Like, just yeah. giant open walls? Are we ready for the book ending? Yes. Yeah, let's please. Give it to us. All right, so we're going to go back to uh, Paris just for a little bit because Lestat shows up in Paris. He survived the fire in New Orleans. He accuses Louis and Claudia, and that's why they're punished. That's why Louis is locked in the coffin. That's why Claudia and Madeline are killed. Then, uh, you know, Armand releases Louis from the coffin, um, and he's upset. He burns the uh, burns everything to the ground, and uh, he leaves with Armand. But then they like break up or whatever. 
So then he gets tired of living in Europe and he goes back to New Orleans in the early 1900s. This is Louis. And he feeds off of anyone who crosses his path, but he lives in the shadows completely alone. His last encounter with another person is this interview and it's in the 1920s. Um, and the, the interviewer, you know, refuses to see he's like oh i want to be a vampire uh so louis leaves and leaves without a trace and so the interviewer goes to track down lestat and that's how yeah, the book ends turn him. yeah he wants him to turn him and actually yeah. he, he comes up in a couple of other books later uh he actually runs across uh, armand and armand makes him a vampire yeah 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 oh armand wait has hold up so christian slater becomes a vampire at yeah. some point, yeah. yeah. Oh, Armand works. has like a way bigger role. He's a very cool character, which is I think I was partially disappointed with that in this movie. But maybe it's a different book that he's a bigger character. Yeah, it's it's later. Okay. Yeah, I think he's got his own. Yeah. He's, oh, he's got the his vampire own Armand, right? Yeah. yeah, that's his book. Okay. But yeah, big. so it's a completely different ending in the movie. It does. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You guys already said all of that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to rehash yeah. it that's yeah. not what the so, book does <laughs> uh you know lestat doesn't know what a helicopter is or a searchlight and he can drive you know, okay now yeah. that scene no, <laughs> that scene i loved you know like no no i needed that scene like i need i need lestat to come back i need to end i need to end on my on the character that i really it's it's like hannibal lecter coming in back in uh, it's silence of the lambs i need that bro i need it louis 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 always brooding <laughs> i did no, actually whining. been like oh, whining, been whining for always, hundreds of years I did always whining love that last scene with brad pitt in the car like that was like such a fun scene i none of it made any sense but i was like this is great <laughs> No, it makes sense, you know. Like I, may, maybe Lestat's been like fucking following Brad Pitt this entire. No, I'm I'm, I'm down. I'm whatever. It, it's fine. I like that he pulls his ruffles out. Yeah. <laughs> now I can drive. <laughs> yeah, man. And they replicate the the opening drone shot a little bit. Or sorry, helicopter. Yeah, the opening. What's great about the opening one though is it's at it's at three. Well, it's almost a complete three sixty around the Golden Gate. Um, bridge the, the, it's dark well no the bridge is dark but it starts in sunset right and then as it goes around you it, it turns dark and you get to see the the city with the lights on in the background that's yeah. so fucking sexy but, but, but the bridge isn't lit up you know it's still dark and it, it's got this real ominous feel to it and which is also really weird i, I reckon uh, you know the movie starts you know at sunset goes into darkness right and then when they leave it's coming from darkness into sunrise and Lestat had just crossed the bridge in a convertible. Where is he going to go? It's fucking, the sun's coming up. Bro, he's fucking Lestat. Don't worry about it. He got it, dude. Hey, he's going to pull off of that wrist area, you know, right? What's right across? Yeah, what's right across a, the bridge? There's a whole, there's a marina <laughs> over there. Park, bro. There's some restaurants. There's some rest, restrooms there. He's there's good. plenty of things got, over there you can go to. take this one out there, buddy. So that <laughs> He's got a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> He goes. He, can, he gets put. He, he goes drive in the five trunk. minutes further into like all the forest, and he'll be under shade of trees. No, no, he'll, be fine. How, he'll be fine. That's how him and Christian Slater like have to like you know work together because he has to go hide in the trunk for a day. You know, <laughs> there you go. This is my new coffin. It's my new home. Christian Slater's the familiar. <laughs> He's like that little kid that keeps getting eaten. Like, you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> stick your hand. In. You Never trust a man to stick his hand in your mouth. 
<sighs> Are we at ratings here? Yeah, I got nothing else. All right. Sounds like we're at ratings. Who's going first? Interview with a vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. I think it's a little crazy that we didn't get another movie because when you open it up with something like Wait, the Vampire we, Chronicles. We did get another movie. Bro. Queen of the Dam. Just, be, no, just because you chose to forget no. it doesn't mean it didn't happen. It happened. <laughs> it, we didn't get another movie, Brian. It happened, Jared. That movie, M- Brian, that movie was made to save the franchise for the people who own the franchise. It was not, not like a... Boom, shit, boom. Jonathan Davis <laughs> is coming for you from the grave. <laughs> I will say that the soundtrack on that album is cool, uh, but... Uh... <laughs> but this movie's score is way better (laughs) and its needle drops are real cool too i don't know man i was super into this movie as a kid i i I, it it caused me to go search out the books and 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 read those uh which like captivated me for a while um i've I've probably seen this movie more than any film that we've uh reviewed so far maybe i think the only one would be ghostbusters and i wasn't on that podcast but Mm. um yeah so um yeah this movie is gorgeous. All the actors are over the top and, and, and excellent. It, it feels like a play at times, you know. And, and hell, we didn't even talk about going to the vampire, like you know, uh, theater de vampire or whatever, where they they actually kill this person in front of this like you know audience. It's like vampires playing vampires, uh, vampires playing people playing vampires. But uh, it's super fucking cool. The movie's super creepy. We didn't bring up the awesome um, the awesome uh, Santiago walking on the ceiling where they actually rotated the set. Even though it's a little janky, it's still pretty cool. Um, you know this this movie just like it's, it's it's effects and it's and everything stands out for its time and it, it exploded and and it actually changed the way people see vampires. There's like you know it, when this movie came out, vampires we, we didn't get this side of vampires and it, it, it totally it just changed the way people see vampires. I've already said that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I totally love this movie and I'm going to give it a ten because uh, I I love it and it's it's great. All right. Since Jerry gave it a ten, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and go right now and uh, and, and skip YouTube and uh, <laughs> bring things down a little bit. Shots fired. Right? Balance it so, out. So here we go. Everything Jared said was correct. Uh, the pace in this movie is a little off after Tom Cruise is gone, and then once once Kirsten Dunst is out. I'm really ready for the movie to be over. And then once the revenge happens, I am ready for credits, ready for credits, just ready for it. But I I would like to hate on this movie, but fucking the music is so fucking good. The shots are so fucking good. The actors are so fucking good. Fucking Neil Jordan is directing the shit out of this fucking movie. Like all of the blocking, all of what everybody is doing in the fucking frame is amazing. All of the extras. There's so much production design and fucking god just money put in front of this thing. The budget was sixty million fucking sixty million. How the fuck? Did this only cost sixty million? And it's a period piece too, and like they have special effects like that. Yeah, they got big special effects. They got makeup gore effects in this thing. I'm gonna bring it down, but I'm bringing it down to like a nine, maybe a nine point five. I mean, really respectable, Brian. Really, the pace is the only <laughs> thing I'm gonna say is a negative, and everything else is really kind of dynamite. And if you hate Tom Cruise, fuck you. Watch this movie. <laughs> He's he's actually pretty fucking he's he's not Tom Hanks just he's Tom Cruise yeah did I say Tom Hanks um, or were you yeah, no, editing no, for no no Kristen? Uh, no 
I was editing for Kristen. Keeping it going. I was just making sure that it was it was there. But I, I will say, Brian, I, I got I got to add to yours real quick. But yeah, I, that's a respectable nine point five. I gave it a ten out of like you know nostalgia. But I did fall asleep on my first viewing at the exact moment you brought up. Yeah, I mean, there, that, that is, you're exactly right. It's totally there. it totally lulls right there. And I totally fell asleep. I was like, holy shit! It actually it was around the time it was around the time of the vampire, um, uh, the, the the theater the the theater de vampire, like that area. I just like. It's like completely Yeah, gone. that whole scene slows the whole movie way down. But I, I do want to say, love Stephen Ray. I like. Oh, he's so great. I, I want to edit this guy. Like, just, just footage. Just somebody cast him in fucking a uh, movie and they just let me cut it. Oh my god, he looks so, so good. good. He he looks like a French vampire. <laughs> Dude, that guy's reaction shots are fucking so good. He is always on. He is always doing something with his eyes, his face, his hands. Always. Actors, pay attention to that dude. Santiago. I'll go next. So this is probably my third or fourth time seeing this. The first time I watched it was pretty mind-blowing. It wasn't like when it came out. It was probably early 2000s when I saw it the first time. Man, this movie holds up. Like, like it stands the test of time. It's, it's, It's approaching... It's over 25 years old, and it still freaking works. Cinematography is just gorgeous. All the the... Neil Jordan, like you said, I you, I can't say it any better. He directs the shit out of this movie. Some of the writing feels a little bit like they were trying to take some of the original ideas and adapt them a little, and there's a, a little bit of a struggle there. But um, that, to me, seems like it plays out mostly in pacing more than it does um, cringy dialogue. There there is some some uh, there are some bigger moments where the actors are just going really huge with it. But most of this material seems to lend itself to that, and and it, it doesn't ever suffer for it. In, in my opinion, all the costumes are fucking amazing. All the production design just works so well. Man, you see every fucking dollar that they put into this movie on screen all the time. For two hours, I feel the length for how much we don't necessarily always get to um, see some of the details in the world building. Um, it feels like they spend more time with just brooding whininess than they do with like let's uh spend more time with the characters like developing the characters uh so that's really the only thing that i can kind of fault it for uh, i'm gonna give it a 9.5 all right 10 9.5 and 9.5 boom Kristen, you're up how exciting um <laughs> <laughs> i think why? <laughs> you do not sound excited at all. She's like, oh, keep it inside. Keep it inside. I agree with almost everything that's been said here. I think this looks absolutely outstanding. Um, everything from the set design to the costumes to the makeup, everything looks absolutely incredible. I think. A lot of the acting is pretty good. Tom Cruise is enjoyable. Kirsten Dunst is perfection. If the movie was just her, I think you would like there's there would be absolutely no question about any of the other characters. You can let them do whatever they want because she's just so much fun when she's on screen. Yep. Like I don't like Louis can cry all he wants. Like I don't care anymore <laughs> because like I there's someone to watch. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the fact that she did that when she was what? Tw- do you say she was twelve? I think, like, I think they started shooting when she was eleven. That's incredible. I saw something where they said that you know her mom would like work with her, like having her read their lines 
and try to sound as much like an adult as possible. Like, you know, like reading. They worked it out together. That makes sense. Yeah. Way to go, Mom. It's pretty awesome. Should have let your daughter um, go into the premiere, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she saw it at some point. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I feel like all of my complaints come because uh, I read the book before I saw the movie. And I don't think I can really fault the movie for that necessarily. There are a few things that I think would make way more sense. Um, the ending would make more sense where the slaves or Louis like um, burns down the house and the slaves are kind of like dancing out in front. Like that was done a little bit differently in the book. And I liked the way the book handled that slightly better, which was since I just brought that up, which was <laughs> that um, Lestat was like feeding on the slaves and they were disappearing and they were like, hey, we're going to like go like, that's not cool. Like we, we figured out that it's you guys. And you're that doing was communicated this to, oh, wow. to me in the film. There, yeah, no, they There's show, a they show them pulling bodies out of the river, yeah. and then yeah, yeah, that, and then that shot of yeah. that woman like crying, holding her husband die, dead. That was awesome. And then they're they're doing the voodoo dances around the fire, and then the next time we see them, they have their torches, and they're like, "We're gonna fuck you up." But he had already started burning. Okay, the house. I hear what you're saying. I didn't say that this is like non-existent. I said it's so much better, uh, <laughs> and it could have been handled a lot better. And so I, I feel like it's a little unfair for me to fault the movie for this because this is a really, really good movie. So I'm gonna give it an eight because unfortunately, I just happen to know where they could have done a better job, and that sucks. And I hate that's actually I hate reading books before I watch the movie because of this but I still think this is a really great movie Sam that makes me like a movie more when I see (laughs) something like that I'm just like oh my god look what you guys did with all this shit and you compounded it into like fucking two hours and yeah no I love it when you can take like amazing when you take a okay I hear what you're saying but I love when you take like a massive book like that and you put it in like a TV show or something like oh no no yes, Christine, that's the exact yes, opposite of what no. I like no I well, hate that that's fine no, you I don't, can't I don't be right that. all the time Brian that's okay but that's what they needed to do here uh, look I, I I'm sorry that attention spans need to be like you know drawn out and you gotta you gotta say everything that's on a character's mind no I like I like subtlety I like I like shit to exist in the background that I can look at that's what I like yeah I don't I don't want everything super fucking just shoved in my face like fucking television God. I do let me immerse myself in this world let me get to know these characters let's draw this out let me enjoy it. I, I like why, that. I like that. That's why I'm bored with like most TV shows. Like uh, before the first season's over, I'm just like, all right, no, I I totally understand exactly what you're telling me, and I see where you're going, but I also see like this all this filler that you put in here to get to your runtime, and like if you cut all this down, we could have a nice two hour runtime, and you didn't do that. I get what you're saying, and I would just like to clarify that I, a lot of TV shows are crap, and there is a lot of filler in them. Um, I'm talking about like it if they're adapting it on purpose, and they're like, we need ten episodes or however many, and they're like, okay, here you go, and so it's just like the perfect amount. There's not filler. The Golden it's Compass not... is a really good example of that. The movie was reasonably good, but the HBO TV show, the first two seasons are the first two books, and they're. I was going to say, I really love the BBC's uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. They did that, and it's outstanding. Yeah. And I, they, I only did, like, the first half of the book, actually. Uh, I don't know if we're getting a season two for the second half of the book, but it's outstanding. 
Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> look at this. The, the submission <laughs> transmissions are breaking up right now. Oh, z- Zoom call is failing. Oh, what's going on right now? Oh, I don't know. That's so bizarre. All right. So you've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. You want to get in touch with us? You can do so by sending us an email to the Movie Crew at gmail dot com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew is spelled C R E W E. That's right. Extra e at the end of the word crew. At gmail.com. You guys can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can they follow you? You can find me on Instagram at Check the Gate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, and on Apple Podcasts with Tour Stories. And Mike, where can the audience follow you? Uh, when I'm not watching HBO shows, I am on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at Grigsy Media. That's G R I G G S Y Media. Just go ahead and send him all those messages because he's not watching those HBO shows. Those are fictitious and they're in his mind. So, Kristen, (laughs) where can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we are going to be playing track number two. From the interview with the Vampire soundtrack, The Vampire Chronicles, composed by Elliot Goldenthal. Uh, Track two is titled Born to Darkness, Part One. Enjoy. (laughs) 